0: Today is Monday, September 28th. What to know about a new report outlining President Trump's income taxes, how much or how little he's paid, and we've got the president's response to it all. Also, what happens next now that we know Trump's Supreme Court nominee? Plus, which company is testing self-flying planes? What's causing a desk shortage? And what a new study says about young adults living with their parents? Welcome, welcome to the Newsworthy. All the day's news in less than 10 minutes. Fast, fair, fun, and on the go. I'm Erica Mandy. Thanks so much for being here. You ready? Let's do this. The New York Times is sharing more information about President Trump's tax returns than has ever been made public before. Reporters at the paper say they got their hands on more than two decades worth of Trump tax information, They say the documents show that in 2016 and 2017, Trump paid $750 in federal income taxes, and in 10 of the previous 15 years, he did not pay anything. For comparison's sake, the IRS says the average tax filer paid about $12,200 in 2017, or in other words, about 16 times more than what the president paid. So how is it that President Trump paid so little when Forbes ranks him a billionaire? Well, the New York Times says it's because Trump reported losing more money than he made. For example, he made more than $427 million from The Apprentice show. But most of that money has since been invested in businesses like golf courses that, according to the Times, have devoured cash. Also, he had a ton of write-offs. For example, Trump apparently took tax deductions for expenses like housing, aircraft, and a criminal defense lawyer. He also deducted $70,000 to style his hair for The Apprentice. And between 2010 and 2018, Trump wrote off about $26 million in consulting fees. And at least some of those fees appear to have been paid to President Trump's daughter, Ivanka Trump. In response, President Trump says the New York Times made it up and is calling the report, quote, totally fake news. Reporters asked him to clarify and share how much he did pay in taxes, though Trump didn't give any specifics. A lawyer for the Trump Organization told the New York Times, the report is riddled with inaccuracies. And quote, over the past decade, President Trump has paid tens of millions of dollars in personal taxes to the federal government. Though the Times noted he said personal taxes, not income taxes. So while it's not completely clear, it's possible he was referring to Social Security, Medicare and taxes for his household employees. Keep in mind, every president since Nixon has released tax returns to the public, though it is not legally required. Trump has been fighting to keep his taxes private for several years. He said in the past he can't release his taxes because he's under an IRS audit, though former IRS officials have told Politico there would be nothing to stop the president from releasing tax data during an audit. Trump even took this to the Supreme Court earlier this year to stop Congress and the Manhattan District Attorney from getting a look so it's not clear exactly how the New York Times was able to get those documents, though their report says all information obtained came from sources with legal access to it. To be clear, the Times is not making the actual tax documents public. The executive editor says the reporters are protecting their sources. However, the editor did promise more articles in the weeks ahead. Stay tuned. President Trump has officially announced his nominee for the Supreme Court. As expected, Trump chose Judge Amy Coney Barrett to replace the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Trump said Coney Barrett is a woman of unparalleled achievement and loyalty to the Constitution. Of course, Trump's pick would still need to be confirmed by the Senate. So just hours later, Senate Judiciary Chairman Lindsey Graham told Fox News confirmation hearings are now scheduled to start October 12th. Graham says he hopes for a full Senate vote by October 26th. And remember, that's especially controversial since no justice has ever been confirmed to the Supreme Court so close to a presidential election. But she is expected to be confirmed. It seems she has enough support, the GOP holds the majority in the Senate, and only two Republican senators have said they're against a vote that close to election day. So even if every Democrat and those two Republicans vote no, Amy Coney Barrett will be confirmed and get that spot on the Supreme Court. Coney Barrett is known to vote conservative on issues like abortion, gun rights, and immigration. She said over the weekend, judges are not policymakers and must set aside their own views. Though she's also said in past academic articles that she supports Supreme Court justices overturning past precedent when they fundamentally disagree with it. As the Wall Street Journal points out, she's a favorite among social conservatives who believe she'll give the Supreme Court a fifth vote to overturn or at least limit the right to abortion established in Roe v. Wade. But the ruling the nation will be watching before that is about the Affordable Care Act, a.k.a. Obamacare. The high court is set to hear a challenge to it soon on November 10th. Well, there seems to be a new COVID-19 hotspot in the U.S. The upper Midwest is now dealing with record-breaking outbreaks. Reuters reports Minnesota, Montana, South Dakota, and Wisconsin all reported record one-day increases in COVID-19 cases on Saturday. The Reuters also says the surge can be in part attributed to an increase in testing. But unfortunately, hospitalizations have gone up too. Wisconsin and South Dakota have set hospitalization records for the past five days in a row. Overall, Axios says the U.S. is averaging about 43,000 new cases each day. The nation's top infectious disease expert, Dr. Anthony Fauci, has said that number should really be below 10,000 a day heading into the fall. Also of note, a new study found fewer than 10 percent of people in the U.S. have built up antibodies to COVID-19 as of July. The study was published in a peer-reviewed medical journal, and USA Today reports it's the largest study yet looking for evidence of the disease in people's blood. It looked at more than 28,000 dialysis patients across 46 states. Researchers said dialysis patients were the ideal population to study because they have to get routine blood draws monthly anyway, pandemic or not. Again, they found fewer than 10% of them had COVID-19 antibodies, so the study points out it means we're probably not even close to so-called herd immunity here in the U.S., a concept that would mean enough of the population built up a resistance to the disease to protect those who haven't yet. Researchers also found people who live in mostly Black and Hispanic neighborhoods were at least twice as likely to test positive for antibodies. And people living in densely populated areas like New York City were 10 times as likely to have them. These results line up with the prediction from the CDC. During a hearing last week, CDC Director Robert Redfield said he believes about 90% of Americans are still susceptible to the virus. The popular video-sharing app TikTok faced a possible ban in the U.S. for the second weekend in a row. As of midnight, it could have been pulled from all U.S. app stores. But that did not happen. Late last night, a judge blocked the ban. The judge questioned whether TikTok had been given enough time to defend itself. President Trump had issued the executive order last month that basically said sell to an American company or be banned. Trump has been concerned about national security since the app is owned by a Chinese company. So TikTok has been racing to make a deal, most recently with two U.S. companies, Oracle and Walmart. But that deal is still up in the air, to be continued. All right, more news is coming up, but first, thanks to our sponsor, Liquid IV. I know the importance of staying hydrated. It can be crucial for feeling great and even help boost your immunity. And so my husband and I always have a handful of water bottles ready in our fridge so we can grab one and go anytime. They're also perfect for quickly pouring in a packet of liquid IV because that's the fastest, most efficient way to stay hydrated. One serving of liquid IV provides the same hydration as drinking two to three bottles of water alone. Plus, it's packed with potassium, vitamin C, and other vitamins. Whether I finish a workout, get home from the beach, or just feel extra thirsty, Liquid IV always does the trick. And I just received some new flavors I'm pretty excited about, watermelon, guava, and apple pie. I've already tried apple pie, and it smells and tastes like a delicious dessert, perfect for fall as well. Liquid IV is available nationwide at Costco and Target, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code newsworthy at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use the promo code newsworthy at liquidiv.com. All right, now back to the news. The NBA championship matchup is set. The Miami Heat will play the Los Angeles Lakers in the Orlando Bubble. As for the conference finals, the Heat beat the Boston Celtics last night in game six, and the Lakers beat the Denver Nuggets Saturday in game five. The last time the Heat were in the NBA finals was back in 2014 when they held LeBron James as their star player. Now the Heat and LeBron are back, except this time, LeBron plays for the Lakers. Oh, and the Lakers haven't been in the finals since 2010 when they were led by the late Kobe Bryant. So it's been a long time coming for both teams. We'll see them face off in game one this Wednesday. FedEx wants to test out self-flying planes. FedEx would likely use small, single-engine airplanes for this from the company Reliable Robotics. Already over the summer, the robotics firm showed it could remotely land one of FedEx's Cessna planes. But the CEO says FedEx pilots don't need to worry about robots taking their jobs, at least for now. He says it will take decades for technology to really replace humans in the air. But remember, FedEx and other companies are also testing out drone delivery, and some are also trialing self-driving cars. First, it was toilet paper and Clorox wipes, and now desks are in short supply because of the pandemic. That's because more people than ever before are working from home, and millions of students are learning from home. So the AP reports desk sales surged 283% last month compared to a year before. Retailers like Target and Ikea are working to restock their inventory. But in the meantime, some people are turning to used options on places like Facebook Marketplace instead. Interest in desks on the platform recently doubled. And the analytics company Profitero says the search rank on Amazon for desk rose 600% last month. It was also the second most searched item on the site right behind face masks. Today is Yom Kippur. It's considered the holiest day of the year in Judaism. So many Jewish people will take the day off from work or school. Yom Kippur always comes after the Jewish New Year known as Rosh Hashanah, and it's all about self-examination. It actually means the Day of Atonement, so it's observed, not necessarily celebrated. Traditionally, Jews spend the holiday fasting, and some may not use technology. Yom Kippur started Sunday evening and lasts through sundown tonight. And that's it for the main news today, but now it's time for Money Monday, where we talk about one interesting money-related news story. And today we're talking about how young adults are moving back in with their parents. The Pew Research Center says now, for the first time ever, more than half of 18- to 35-year-olds live with mom and dad. As of July, 52% of millennials were living with their parents. And it's not surprising why young adults are making the move now. A big chunk said it was because they had lost their job. Also, many college campuses are closed, so undergraduates have been forced to find a place to study remotely or take a gap year. And even if young adults did not move back with their parents, many are still relying on them financially. A survey done last month by Country Financial says, at least half of young adults aged 18 to 29 are getting money from their parents to buy things like gas and groceries. Experts tell USA Today, young people are usually hit hardest by crises because they don't have the cash reserves to fall back on like older Americans. All right, thank you so much for tuning in today and every day. And as always, you can read more about any of the news stories mentioned at thenewsworthy.com slash show notes. We'll be back with more news to know tomorrow. Until then, have a great day.